Good evening. I'm Nolan Matter. And I'm Nick Lopez. And this is, as a matter of fact, a podcast. I'd like to thank Riley for that intro music, but he's famous, and I actually don't have a personal relationship with him. It just feels like I do sometimes. That's how it works with you millennials. <laughs> that is true. How are you feeling tonight, Nick? Not like a millennial. Yeah, why is that? I feel like I come from a generation that has no generation, although that's debatable according to science. Yes, some sources that uh, that I have been observing have said the millennial generation starts from 1981 and goes on to, whew, I think it's 20 years from that, so just tack on 20 years to 1981. Now, I don't know where they're getting this data from, but I know for all of my friends out there who are in my predicament uh let's just say anybody born between 1978 79 and 82 uh, maybe 83 uh you probably know how i feel so yeah you want to expand on that a little bit are you feeling like they're millennials are getting a bad rap and that's perhaps why you don't want to fit into that box and you think maybe they're not as grown up per se as they should be if I can be purely scientific about this, I think most of the millennials that are causing trouble were born after Jurassic Park came out. So 1993 is when the first Jurassic Park movie came out. I'm guessing that's what you're referring to. Pretty much, yeah. So I would say that the life lessons learned in that movie were not applied to the generation that generation is. to come yeah um <laughs> perhaps not maybe not exactly but <laughs> running from dinosaurs I, like life lessons I, that you need i think to survive i think without getting too um you know technical about it i do believe that there are a mixture of um societal uh, what, what am I trying to say? There's a mixture of societal influences that have affected uh, the generation. Um, what is it? Like, I don't know. They call it Generation Y. The one after Millennials? Is that no. what you're talking about? Millennials. Oh. Are we called Generation Y? Yes. Yes. XY. That is correct. Yeah, so I, I think that between... So if we're, we're, we're going to go with the you know the standard that a lot of the uh, the research is um, agreeing upon that the millennials are from 1983 to 1996 you said yes thereabouts uh, yeah I'd say there was a lot of change in our culture in those 20 years so you have a wide range of of um environmental impacts on the youth that falls into millennial generation and so well do millennials get a bad rap because you have what i think is people from what's called the greatest generation you know world war ii and you have baby boomers who look at that generation and try to compare to what millennials go through today and 
I think there's a lot of names that are called, you know, millennials are called snowflakes, uh, emotional, egotistical, whiny. Um, and so in some senses, I think there's a lot of judgment that comes on millennials and that generation. And so I don't think all of it is in good faith either. But I think to some extent, there is some some of that judgment's coming in good faith, basically recognizing some of the challenges that millennials are facing and saying, hey, you guys don't necessarily have it so bad with the opportunities that have been afforded to you. So what do you think are some of the, maybe the problems with other generations looking down on millennials? And what do you think how millennials should view their generation in that sense? Well, so we have the greatest generation, like you said, which was pretty much anybody that was, like, how would you describe that? Anybody that was alive during World War II? Right. So anybody who, I would say, from the 1940s were born in that era on through, you know, 60s. I would say that, um, so that generation would be the grandparents of millennials. Baby boomers. Baby boomers. So what's the generation after that, before the baby boomers? No, so generation X would have been the generation after the baby boomers, right? Yes. So generation X's grandparents would have been the greatest generation. Yes. Yes. So a lot's happened in our culture, in our country specifically, since World War II. And I think naturally the impact that war has on a society is going to affect the way that people uh, look at their lives, the way that they're raised. So without really knowing the science behind why millennials are the way they are, I think you can point to some of the things that are, in my opinion, obvious, which would be the generation that came back from World War II and created the baby boomers who were living in a society at that time that had a lot of surplus and had a lot of um, just opportunities and there was a lot of growth in America at that time. And so their children went through the 60s and the 70s when there was a lot of civil rights and a lot of, um, you know, Flower power, hippies, freedom. Right, of course. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. And so after that... That's where all our weird aunts and uncles come from. Yep. So So yeah, I see what you're saying with the generational differences and the different challenges that arise from each generation. Um, I guess my question is now with looking at millennials is do you think millennials are too sensitive? Are they too emotional with things? And... How do we really combat that in in this generation? Well, being the expert that I am on sensitivity, and (laughs) I'd have to say I don't know. Dang, that is solid. That's exactly what I wanted for this podcast. No, I think that's just a quest. (laughs) It's just a journey that we're all kind of going on, and I I, I kind of thought about this uh, several times because I think we are an emotional... uh, I, I would say generation, but I don't necessarily think it's a generational divide. Uh, as as much as we read articles that millennials are the most stressed out generation um, and, and different things like that, I think it, it's actually more of a 
age with growing up than it is necessarily a generational issue. I think as you're growing up, we all go through different challenges and deal with different um, obstacles that come into our life. And I don't think that if you look past past generations, you could say that they were didn't have challenges or obstacles that they faced. And so when we're looking at the challenges and obstacles of today, of course, they're going to be different because we're in a different environment. And so one of the things that I wanted to discuss back and forth with you is this is just I think emotions have risen to the forefront of our uh, the millennial generation as being one of the biggest drivers for just making decisions and one of the biggest things that people grapple onto that define the direction of their life. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think our generation, if, uh, if we're talking about millennials, they don't know how to process their emotions as well because, I mean, it could be a lot of things. I think the way that uh, the media has affected how we perceive uh, you know, the world, how we see reality, especially technology and how it's grown over the last 20 years and how like how connected we are more than ever we kind of lost our ability to connect personally and that's not something that you know is a surprise most people know that as technology has gotten bigger and and you know more and more technology comes out that you feel lonelier i mean that's what facebook yeah. you know has was gotten connected people wanted to feel more connected but yeah they end up feeling lonelier and more alienated because of these platforms and technologies. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think it just creates a, a wall to hide behind. Um, kind of an invisible, almost like if I could use an analogy of the great Wizard of Oz. Oh, yes. So, you know, in the in the story, he's all-powerful. Everybody thinks that he is the, you know, the greatest wizard and super like just the end all be all and then you know everybody kind of looks to him but never actually has seen him so when you get to him in the story he's actually hiding behind a veil right and i mean that which is interesting because that that movie was made in the 30s and the book is older but that idea of hiding behind uh, some kind of you know veil or some kind of uh, almost like false identity that um, gives us that false sense of security. That's what I think Facebook and cell phones and technology has has kind of led to. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Um, and I think just on top of that, I think we as a millennial generation, and I'm speaking in that because I have dealt with this before, just have trouble controlling our emotions. Um, I love what Oswald Chambers says, and I'm probably going to be throwing out a lot of quotes here in different books because I love reading. But Which is not common of a millennial. That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, Unless we train our emotions, they will lead us around by the nose, and we will be captives to every passing impulse or reaction. And I think that just does speak to our generation. If we're letting our emotions get the best of us, um, if we're letting our emotions control what our decisions are, we're making snap reactions to things, uh, we're going to be, I think, less joyful, less happy. And I guess I could tell a story 
that kind of speaks to this. I, I remember this, this past year when I was visiting some family in the LA area and I was driving back. And one of the things I love to do when I'm driving, it's my favorite time to talk on the phone with people. And most people like texting and um, you know reading. And reading and texting while you're driving is definitely not the safest thing to do. So I, before I got in the car, I messaged about 15 people and I said, hey, I'd love to catch up with you. I'd love to hear from you. You know, give me a call. This is a seven hour drive, mind you, because I don't live in Southern California. I live in Northern California. And for those of you listening outside of state, I'm so proud of you and we're so grateful, but California's pretty big and there's a lot of land to drive out here. And so the unfortunate thing for me was that I didn't hear from any of those people. Mm. I didn't hear back on this seven hour drive. So I'm there in this car having to deal with all these, you know, emotions of, wow, I feel abandoned. You know, I feel so alone and I feel pretty upset. And it's one of those things that you start creating a story in your mind about, oh, wow, your friends definitely don't like you because they're not getting back to you in the set time that you want them to get back to you. And I think Mm -hmm. one of the things you have to do in that situation is just have patience. You have to recognize that it's not necessarily all about you. I think one of the things we try to do is we, we we don't recognize this But what we do is we make things about us. We're so focused on our wants and needs that we're not actually looking out for what other people are doing or we don't give enough leeway to other people in different situations because we're so focused on what we want to accomplish right now. And so I think one of the biggest problems with our generation, and it's definitely something I struggle with, is impatience. We live in a society where you can order something on Amazon, let's say, you know, a speaker for perhaps a podcast, and it'll come the night of. And I think that has trained our minds in a sense to think that we can try to get almost anything we want when we want it. I think that just speaks to some of the problems that we have in, as you know, as millennials. Um, I agree. And one of the things you were saying in there about the uh, like not having enough patience and having kind of a sense of entitlement, it it made me think about uh, something that I think is much more prevalent in, in this generation um, and even probably the the generation after millennials, um, Generation Z. I don't know what else, the what other name they're called by, but the, the, the rise in narcissism in our generation. And I find it interesting because... Because you've been following my Instagram and you see all my selfies. Yes. <laughs> and your Instagram stories. Oh, those, yeah. Well, those only last 24 hours, so it's, it's a quick stint. Yes. It's like a little, you know. <laughs> yes, we call that a problem. Yeah. It's an addiction. <laughs> <laughs> but not so much just interacting online on the social platforms. I think, like what you were talking about, people feeling that sense of entitlement, like it's all about them has led to all this research on this, you know, narcissistic personality disorder. And if I can actually, um, quote Wikipedia, a great and reliable source. Yes. Which (laughs) you, if you, if you've, uh, followed the news lately, you, you might've seen the, the man that is responsible for 35. Yes. It's insane. Of Wikipedia. He's been, Hailed as a hero, and he did it all for free. Yes, and he looks like he did it without exercise either. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in his mom's basement. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So anyways, um, 
according to Wikipedia, uh, it has a lot of information on millennials, actually. And uh, there was a study in 2016 by uh, S-Y-Z-Y-G-Y-S-Y-G-Y-S-Y-G-Y-S-Y-G-Y-S-Y-G-Y-S-Y-G-Y-S-Y-G-Y-S-Y-G-Y-S-Y-G-Y-S-Y
they would know that we love their gluten-free, tofu-filled enchiladas. Yeah, it was it was pretty good. Corn and rice. Oh, man. Okay, we, we got to get off the food thing now because <laughs> making me yeah. hungry. But I think all I'm trying to say is there are ways to be self-reflective in these in these places and see where you need to grow and try to take that as a challenge to say, where do I need to be better and not having these expectations and not being what I would say, quote unquote, is the classic millennial that other generations see. How do you feel that we can accomplish that though? Because um, do you think that millennials want to change? You know, that's, that is an excellent question. And I'm definitely, I don't necessarily, we've been generalizing a lot and I don't think I necessarily want to generalize because I work at a company where there is quite a few millennials employed there and who are all probably listening to this podcast right now because they're amazing and they're hardworking people. They don't complain. Um, and so there is, there is people in our generation and the way we were raised, um, that I think we have a good work ethic and we have a lot going for us. But then there are people who I do think are more entitled in our generation and have these expectations of what they should get out of society or what, you know, what they deserve. And so I think it just comes to down to a realization that we're not necessarily entitled to anything. Yeah, I can see that. I think it also comes down to just the the human effect. Um, not to not to discount our psychology or our classifications of, you know, um, millennials and the, you know, we're talking about narcissism and emotions and and all the kind of things we're trying to point to to determine why are, you know, what are the effects of why we are the way we are in this generation, but you know at the core if you if you look or if you have if you look at it from the outside if you observe people in 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 your work environment or if you have a wide range of friends um who are you know different ages you'll see that there are similarities in how we handle the tough stuff you know the tough situations uh i think there's a lot more similarities than we think now that could probably be isolated to you know the generation x through generation z um i i i guess maybe because i don't interact as much with the baby boomers or you know obviously not that many um of the greatest generation but um it's very true we're getting less great by the day (laughs) but we but um I, I have a lot of friends that range from 23, 24, to uh, 45, 50, even 60, you know, coworkers at work. And you can see that there are similarities in how we are offended, you know, how we want to interact with each other. And there are people in each generation that are going to have those kind of, I guess, those traits that millennials get get kind of lumped into a lot. And so I just want to say it's not the millennials 
Yeah, I think you're touching that, on something that's really important here. It's it's a human condition, not necessarily a generational condition, because we are emotional people. And I think the main point that I'm trying to drive across is uh, it's okay to have emotions. It's okay to feel these ways, but I think we want to be able to discipline our emotions in such a way that we're not lashing out into the stereotypes that people throw on millennials, like that we're just whiny. And I think my main my main point here. And this is, you're going to want to write this down because this is good. I think there needs to be more reflecting on things and less projecting. Uh, we have a tendency and... and um, Tweet that. I should tweet that. Everybody tweet that out. More, more reflecting, reflecting and less, less projecting. projecting. Come on, everybody. Say it with me. <laughs> and you can tweet it out at... We'll have to make a, a Twitter. This is our first podcast, by the way, and I don't know if we introed that properly, but... As a matter of fact, we did not intro it properly as our first podcast. But but I think when people have, you know, text conversations with people and they want instant that instant reply, um, they don't really take time to pause. They're not really patient with thinking about what they're saying. They want that response and so they go for the reaction. You know what? I just had an epiphany. I know where it all started. AOL instant messenger. Mm. Dang. Back in the day when you didn't have instant messenger, I wouldn't know what that's like because I'm a millennial. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's where it started: Yahoo Messenger, MSN Messenger, and AOL Instant Messenger got us hooked, and not necessarily in a bad way. But as somebody who hails from the beginning of this millennial generation, apparently. Uh, I've seen a lot of changes. I grew up without technology. I grew up playing outside and going on road trips where we didn't even have a phone in the car. So when we got the internet and you know we got email and we started getting instant messages, you you would have thought that we discovered a new language because. You you know I was I, don't know, I was probably I don't know fourteen fifteen when that when that all started coming out wow um so that uh that instant gratification like the instant gratification of somebody replying like you could see them typing somebody replying to you uh actually a lot of it was people you didn't even know you would find somebody on a chat room and you just started connecting over over the 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 data bits and it just started from there i think um and now we are where we're at so it's kind of it's not not it's not going to go away we're not going to be able to get away from technology there's a lot of things that technology is great for but if you've ever driven for more than an hour (laughs) you know that Technology does not mesh well with things that we do. Now, what do you mean by that? Well, have you seen somebody in their car on their phone? Well, yeah. I think. Do you not like them? That's correct. When you drive by them, <laughs> I'm usually on my my phone. I'm in my car, so I can't see. Oh yeah, else yeah, yeah, you're on not. Yeah. <laughs> now I listen to podcasts a lot, like everybody else is doing right now to our podcast. Yes. But yeah, I think I would definitely agree with what you're saying. I want to shift gears a little bit here, and I mean that metaphorically because as millennials, we can't shift gears. Um, we probably don't drive a manual, probably drive an automatic, although I know how to drive a stick shift. What about you, Nick? I grew up on a stick shift. 
So there you go. That that might be one thing that sets generations apart. Can you drive a stick shift? I mean, there's this story that probably everybody's seeing everywhere if you're a millennial, but it's a, a robber jumped in a car to steal it because he was trying to escape from stealing money and he couldn't go anywhere because he was driving a stick shift. Uh, but what I was wanting to talk about now in, in sort of the same vein is, you know, I talked about millennials being the most stressful generation, but I think stress gets, <laughs> I don't want to say bad rap. Stressful or stressed out? Stressed out. Um, because they are stressful to a lot of us. Yes, that is true. <laughs> Millennials can be stressful. Uh, I think it depends on the person. But I think stress isn't always a bad thing. I think difficulties that we go through aren't always a bad thing. And so we as millennials or uh, people that I've talked to, they want to get out of those difficult situations that they're in right away. And rightly so. If you're struggling to pay your rent um, if you're having trouble with a job, whether it's with a coworker or with your boss or whatever work situation it is, if you're in a relationship and that's not going so well, I mean, you don't like being in those stressful situations. Um, but I think at the same time, if you look back on those situations that you've been through in the past, you can see how a lot of growth has come from it. Now, if I was going to recommend any books on this podcast, I would recommend that they, listeners, Get Daily Keys to Success by Randy Kay. And this is a book that's basically it's a one key a day. It's only a page a day that you can read. And it really helps you in order to have a thriving life. And, you know, if you want to thrive in different areas of your life, he's got great tips. And he writes a couple days ago, actually. Now, nobody knows when we're recording this podcast, so I probably shouldn't throw any dates around. But <laughs> we're recording it in 1947. But he writes, I will not worry about the future. And I think he asks the question whether or not if you knew the future, if you'd be willing to see it. Now, Nick, if you could see the future, would you be willing to look into the future and see all the things you're going to experience? Um, well, I feel like that's another podcast. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'd want that kind of knowledge. Um... Yeah, because in doing so, you might have failed to gain the wisdom from the trials that you went through. Because trials serve to strengthen us and help develop wisdom. You know, I think that's just the amazing thing is if we just allow life to happen to us, the good and the bad are going to serve us equally well if we just remember to continue to reflect on those things and learn from them. I think that's the biggest thing uh, when it comes to stress or when you're in those difficult situations. Just recognize you're not going to be there forever and try to learn from those situations on how you can better your relationships, better your work ethic, be better at your job, and ultimately, hopefully, we'll beat the cliche that millennials, or not all millennials, are the laziest or, you know, the most stressed out generation. Yeah, yeah. What do you think the cliches are? Uh, I think this calling people snowflakes, millennial snowflakes, or you know, whiny, I think is one of those big cliches. I think any those negative connotations that are associated with you know the whole generation aren't always true, and we tend to generalize a lot. But mm. I think just in general, um, it's a cop out in a sense because I don't think all millennials are like that, and I think there are millennials that are just working through the challenges that they have and still trying to find their place in this crazy thing we call the world. 
Yeah, I definitely don't think we want to generalize because not since there's a, you know, technically there's a 20 year span for each generation uh, and the millennials, if we're going to go off of the, the dates from 1981 to 1996, a lot happened in those, you know, tw- well, that's less than 20 years, but you know <laughs> if we're true. gonna go off of the dates that you know the the research is is kind of pointing to uh a lot happened in those generations a lot happened politically a lot happened technologically um a lot happened sociologically and you know with uh civil rights and and freedoms and um global conflicts terrorism i mean a lot's happened in the you know in the in the last 30 plus years really that's affected everybody and i think that if i was going to be cliche about this generation i and the the point out the things that i think that we need to start going against start focusing on bettering ourselves from it would be just the contribution that we're um making to society so my my cliches my stereotypes of the people that i see as millennials or within this generation are and and this applies to both men and women but i think a lot more men specifically are having a harder time growing up yeah and wanting to take responsibility and i see it in in you know both men and women also but the, just this this idea or this um, struggle we're having with not being able to take responsibility and not wanting to move out getting married later and not all of that is bad in itself everything you know every situation is situational right so we don't you know, we don't want to generalize every single person, but you know, as a whole, a lot, a lot, pe- a lot of millennials and even younger people in you know Generation Z are staying home later. They're getting jobs later. They're getting married later. Um, they're staying in school longer. It's delayed adolescence in a sense because instead of you know moving out when you were nineteen, twenty, you know, getting a job. Yeah, you're right. You're on your parents' insurance until you're 26. And like you're saying, not all these things are bad, but I think there is some truth to what you're saying with uh, it takes longer now to grow up. Well, like we talked about in the beginning, instant gratification. People want to become the next podcast sensation or, <laughs> or we want to become the next YouTube stars. Um, and I think there's been people in each generation that have had this uh, – like limited work ethic but even more so in this generation because there's so much more access to wealth and to um success and fame the you know the instant star doesn't really exist but we think it does because that's what we're shown and we don't realize that there's a lot of hard work that goes into you know making a podcast or making a youtube you know channel or a vlog or you know, writing a blog or all the things that are kind of self-employment in a sense, they they still have a lot of effort put into them, and we just see the after effects because we're a generation of consumption. 
Yes. And, you know, we're a Netflix generation. We're a no commercials generation. We're a pay to get rid of our ads generation. And I never, I never do that, by the way. I'm too cheap. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I will skip the five second ad on YouTube when I that's, can. Yeah. That's correct. So that that's a lot that goes into why other generations, which I mean, other generations are kind of dying away, you know, literally and figuratively. It's true. As the uh, older generations get old, the millennials are going to become the elderly. And they're going to look at the new generations and say the same thing, probably. Um, but Yeah, we're dealt a card here with, with just a lot of challenges based on our environment and technology and things. And it's, how are you now going to play the cards that you've been dealt? And are you going to be stuck, in a sense? Or are you going to be willing to overcome and really push through these challenges that have put you in these situations? And so, again, got to do more reflecting, less yes. projecting. Tweet that. <laughs> It matters. Well, I think that's enough for this conversation um, about millennials. But I wanted to end the podcast with something fun and a question that I had for you. And this might be controversial. So get ready. What is something that you find cringeworthy right now in our society? It doesn't have to be in millennials. It could be it could be anything. Yes. Whether it's somebody putting ketchup on spaghetti. <laughs> what is something that you just say, why would you do such a thing? Yes, whether it's that disgusting thing that Nolan just talked about, or any person that enjoys sour cream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can also say that this podcast is cringeworthy. We won't be offended. We'll we'll go reflect on our emotions and we'll move past it. So you don't really have an answer. You're dodging my question. That was a question to me. Yeah, I thought it was a reflection question. You know. <laughs> People can reflect on that as well, but I was, <laughs> I was specifically asking you, Nick. Oh, okay. Um, that you well, I, I think people eating sour cream is cringeworthy. But I'm, I'm uh, gonna get more specific. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, I, and not not to be hateful at all or discriminatory towards sour cream lovers. I just don't like that. So that's okay if you do, but it's not for me. And if Nolan can expound upon his question, I will answer it better. Well, here's here's what I was thinking. I was never do this when you're standing in line. I think this just goes to show you with millennial generation, we, we want to be entertained. When you're standing in line at the grocery store and you're getting impatient, which is something everybody does, you look to the magazines that are right next to you. And as I was doing this a couple of weeks ago, I picked up a People magazine. That in and of itself, I think, is somewhat cringeworthy because I don't normally read those magazines that aren't very entertaining. I guess they're entertaining. That's why I picked it up. But I would not recommend you go out of your way to read that. But I read something that I found cringeworthy, and it was under um, Nick Jonas's wedding. And he had two weddings, which I thought was really fascinating. Um, It must have cost a fortune because he had a Hindu wedding because he married someone who is in the religion of Hinduism. And then he had a Christian uh, traditional wedding. And I think the most cringeworthy thing that I saw was he said, it's so great to see how Christian and Hinduism are so similar. Well, that can be a conversation for our next (laughs) podcast. (laughs) But just to uh, respond to that, I think that shows that Nick Jonas knows nothing about Christianity, first of all. And that's a very... Um, 
PC understanding of religion. Now, for millennials out there, you know what PC means, but for everybody else listening... Politically correct. Yes. There you go. That, 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 that's typical of... I want to say, I don't want... That's not typical of our generation. That's typical of the media, I think, of the pop culture, how they view religion. Um, and like I said, that's obviously something to go into deeper at another time. But yeah, I, I would agree that that's pretty cringeworthy in my opinion also. Because, I mean, if we're going to get into it... Most religions are similar in one way or another, but that doesn't mean that they're all the same or that they're all interchangeable or that they could even quote unquote coexist. Man, somebody should make a bumper sticker. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think we'll end it there. I think I'll just leave with the with the Twitter, Twitter tweet worthy. Um, little spiffy sayings we came up with this podcast i was kind of writing them down but do more reflecting do less projecting turn your expectations into appreciation and uh have some more patience turn that frown upside down wow you just made me turn my frown upside down thanks everybody for joining us and tune in next time if this podcast has a second episode which it most certainly will (laughs) (laughs) yes we're gonna go and edit this now so we sound perfect for you all right And we'll talk to you later.